When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Trout's ready. 3-2. He struck him out! Otani strikes out Trout, and Japan's back on top of the baseball world. <laughs> wow, the vapors, huh? Listen to Sean Sears getting all getting all topical and creative with the music. Yes, please. Although it's not it's not really about what what the song what it sounds like it's about. Right. Well, I mean it is what it is about the song if you know what it's about, but that's not why you called. I could do a long dissertation on the vapors and that song, we'll but that's uh, that's yeah. We, we can talk after the show. Still, uh, nothing back from my guy on Lionel Richie. I'll, I'll keep everybody uh, up to date frantically. Don't worry on my attempts to get Lionel Richie onto the score, or at least get the review of the mustache wax that he endorses in 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 hopes of giving it to Dylan Cease to make his opening day start just that much more awesome. Awesome is the work that is done by Just Baseball. Uh, you have heard Aram Layton lately on the Midday Show, a couple times in the last week and a half or so. Um, you have heard Jack McMullen on this show before. You've probably heard me talk about Jack McMullen as well. And Jack joins us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. The Circa Resort and Casino is a phenomenal place, and it is the home of the world's largest sports book. And Jack joins me right now play-by-play voice of the Indianapolis Indians, the AAA team, and host from Just Baseball, who was down in Florida for the World Baseball Classic. I followed your Twitter account with envy and a little bit of anger. Like, I've always known Jack. Hello, by the way. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Matt. I'm kind of ready for your dissertation on the vapors, so feel free to go ahead and rip that. Yeah, I'll call you after the show as well. Perfect. I'll, I'll I'll let you know about that. Um, it, I've got a whole one-hit wonders '80s thing that uh, that I do. It's a PowerPoint. It's really fun. You could invite a friend or three. I think you'd enjoy. Cool it. transitions on the PowerPoint. Uh, yeah, of course, of course, man. Come on. Right. I mean, that's yeah. you know, you think you think that wasn't part of my uh, my basic communication degree from Emerson College in 1992? Is is that what you think that they didn't show me that kind of stuff? Absolutely fair. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so, Jack, here's the thing. I've always known that one day I would end up working for you, right? Um, and, and I've known that that's going to happen at some point. But to have you at the World Baseball Classic, I think this is a good use of radio time, by the way, is for me to like vent my feelings towards you directly. To have yep. you there while I was not there was frankly, and I wanted to be there or in Arizona. 
it, it was it was a shock to the system and it was damaging to my overall baseball confidence and inner credibility. So your thoughts on that? Sir. Yeah. Well, thanks for leaving the floor open to me with, with that. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, tell you what, little anger is for sure a good thing. Uh, no, man, I mean, I, I was dealing with imposter syndrome when I was there as well. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why am I here right now? Like, it, am I worthy of being in the same building as Shohei Otani and Mike Trout as they give us one of the best baseball moments in recent history, if not all of Major League history? So, yeah, yeah like, I was certainly doing the pinch myself thing. And, and don't worry, the, the second or third thought that came to my mind was, how am I here? And Matt Spiegel isn't. Uh. <laughs> But you seem to enjoy it. Um, tell us, tell us what it what it felt like there when impossibly, this moment that that people had talked about for like a year and a half. Boy, it'd be fun if Otani had to face Trout sometime in that tournament, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, you know, sure that'd be great. And then you talk about everything else. Boy, the Dominican lineup looks great. But sometimes, somehow, some way, we got to get Otani and Trout. The fact that it ends up happening in the ninth inning of a one-run game and it goes to full count and it's everything. I mean, how does it feel to be in the house for that, Jack? Yeah, I mean, the script gets turned down by Hollywood because it's too corny, if that's the case. Like, that was, I cannot believe this is happening. And, you know, I, I haven't felt the sensation that I felt sitting in the stands for a baseball game like that maybe in my life. I watched Burley's Perfect Game on TV and I think that's, the last time as a fan, and, you know, I was well, 11 years old at that time, um, it was that sensation again where all of a sudden I, I cannot believe that I'm lucky enough to be in this place watching this moment unfold in front of my very eyes. And it was take my glasses off and then put my glasses back on, and, wow, I, I'm really here and I'm really seeing this. Um, you know, there were a couple of moments during that that Japan-Mexico semifinal that made me feel a subdued version of that. Randy Orozarena robbing that home run and then just mean-mugging into the camera for a couple seconds was certainly a moment like that. Munitaka Murakami's walk-off double that was just stung. It hit the wall on the fly. It was 111 miles an hour off the bat, which is just crazy. You know, that moment felt like that because it was such a rapid turn, uh, and it was the highest high that, you know, you'll experience. But then seeing that, that bullpen door swing open and watching the best player on the planet come out of there and walk and, and getting the applause as soon as you see that number 16 in white pop out of that bullpen door was just freaking insane. And then working through the first two to get to Trout, nobody was sitting. And I think everybody understood the magnitude of what was going on. So I was with three other guys one of which was filming and me and two others pretty much said, Hey, send me this. Cause I don't want to be trapped by a cell phone right now. That was as cool a baseball moment as I can ever remember as a fan. Yeah. It, it, I, it's, it, it, it was incredible on TV and I'm sure incredible there. I, Jack McMullen from just baseball joining us here on six seventy the score. So a couple of, of spin-off questions in terms of what the WBC means and, and what it's going to do um, for baseball moving forward. What did you see from the atmosphere? And I saw videos that you tweeted and that others had tweeted of just like an hour before the game, especially fans of, of Mexico and fans of Puerto Rico with just incredible passion and loudness 
Um, it, did you also see that from the Japanese fans? Um, and what was their vibe like? And what can baseball in general, it, it, you, you know, what can it do to help promote those bits of atmosphere at a ballpark? Or is it just fully created by fans and vibes and is not something that MLB can cop directly? Yeah, I don't think it's something that Major League Baseball can replicate, unfortunately. And, you know, I, I say that because the only thing to get more of this is play this thing consistently. And I, I know that there were, you know, COVID complications and other complications that, you know, prohibited us from doing it in 2020 and in the last couple of years. But we'll get it back in 26. And what I will say is, you know, just make sure you, you savor these moments when they're here because that's something that like can't even be replicated by the World Series because there's there's a national pride. Of course people are are Cubs fans, they're White Sox fans, but you know, imagine showing up and you're you're Puerto Rican and you get to cheer on team Puerto Rico. Uh I mean, people on the island what? It was a 61% household rating for that that last group play game that Puerto Rico played. 61% of Puerto Rican t- TVs that were on were on the World Baseball Classic. You don't get that in the World Series. Like, you're lucky to flirt with, I don't know, high single digits, maybe 10 in terms of a household rating. So everybody's bought in here. Um, I, I don't think that there is a way to get that level of, of fervor and that level of a, a 2-0 pitch in the second in a scoreless game mattering in Major League Baseball. And then circling back to the Japan thing, yeah. the Japanese fans – without a doubt, the nicest fan base that I have ever seen. And they showed out, man. They were there for the U.S.-Cuba semi the night before um, the Mexico-Japan semi. And, and after that Mexico-Japan semifinal and after the final when Japan did beat the U.S., everybody was happy. The, the amount of Mexican fans that I saw after the semi that were smiling and taking photos with Japanese fans was insane because they're so respectful you know, it's almost like they were apologizing for winning and they meant it sincerely. It, mm-hmm. it is such a beautiful way to ingest baseball. And you have that coupled with, you know, like the Latin way to ingest baseball that we saw from the Dominican fans and the Puerto Rican fans uh, and the Cuban fans. It was just really, really cool. And every fan base was pretty unique. And might I say, I think the U.S. fan base was the most boring. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's it's like there there's a level of acceptance and understanding of what this moment kind of signifies. Um, our, our friend John Morosi uh, wondered if this was a inflection point for baseball. If we're going to look back, you know, in a decade or a couple of decades and see a globalization that is much much further along, perhaps in part because of this moment and the popularity of the WBC. And I think that is indeed on the table. Like, like basketball is bigger as a global sport than the NBA. Um, baseball as a game and baseball as a global sport is not bigger than MLB, but that doesn't mean it couldn't be at, at some point. Um, it, it, that, that's on the table. And, 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 and I, I found that this, this experience, this WBC experience kind of clarified in terms of people you talked to about it, and I wonder if this is your experience in dealing with all the fans that you guys deal with at Just Baseball. Are you an MLB fan? Are you a, a team-specific MLB fan? Or are you a fan of the game? Do you love the game and do you love the sport? And this is a moment to kind of have a reckoning with that 
it's similar to if you're driving by uh, an American Legion game on a beautiful summer night, would you ever consider stopping just to watch the game because it looks cool? You know, it, it's that kind of reckoning moment, really, when you get down to it. I wonder if that's been your experience. For sure, yeah. And, and I think that, you know, unfortunately with social media and highlights kind of taking over, I'm not sure if that if that fan is back where they pull over and watch a Little League game. But what I will say is baseball at the highest level is probably in as good of a spot as it has been in the last couple of decades. Um, and, and if somebody were to say, oh, well, I'm just a Major League Baseball fan, you know, I don't really know about anything else. Might I point you to watching Roki Sasaki during that semifinal against Mexico where the first pitch of the game was 101, and then he, he struck out Randy Arozarena on an 102-mile-an-hour fastball that took, out, took off like an absolute rocket ship. I mean, that guy's not coming over for five more years. So if you appreciate baseball at the highest level, there is immense talent elsewhere. Yes, it's in Nippon professional baseball in Japan, but you know you can also see these guys – that are showing out in the minor leagues. I think the overall talent is as good as it has ever been in the minor leagues. So, you know, I, I know that it is the thing if you're on, you know, vacation with your family, hey, there's a local minor league team. Let's go do that. Just taking a ball game. I think now there could be a bit more baseball intrigue because more and more kids, because the stars are so good, want to look like their stars. And, and you know, Randy Arozarena we're going to feel his ripple effect in baseball in Mexico for the next three years until the next WBC. And he'll probably be playing for Mexico again in the next WBC. So it's, it's star power that drives involvement, I think. And I think that'll help with the fans. And, and what's the common saying, Jordan made the game global. LeBron made the game mobile. I think a guy like Otani is making the game global because that that proves that hey you know what the best baseball player on the planet doesn't need to come from texas or california and wear you know the smeared eye black and play in the area code games and wear fighting necklaces and all that you know they can just come from the simplest version of the game well it's good stuff with jack mcmullen um but as you're describing that as you're describing that player who doesn't necessarily have to be Gunnar Henderson. I'm finding myself thinking about Gunnar Henderson, you know, blonde with the with the eye black. But of course, he's from uh, Alabama and not California. Um, right. A couple more minutes with Jack. So 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 here's the thing here in Chicago. Javier Assad has a real good chance to make the Cubs opening day roster um, in part because of his WBC experience. There were like five members of the White Sox who had impactful really, I think, and I hope, important World Baseball Classic moments. Um, Tim Anderson being loved by Mark DeRosa and inserted into the lineup and forcing his way with swagger into the hitting group that DeRosa wanted to actually watch take BP. And then just realizing that he needed him and putting him in the lineup was a great thing. Yuan Moncada found his stroke, homered yesterday in a spring training game for the White Sox as well. Um, Eloy Jimenez looked really good for the, the Dominicans at, at, at the plate. And there's more. Jose Ruiz, as a situational reliever, had in, some incredible high leverage moments that are going to be necessary for the White Sox as they deal with no Liam Hendricks from the get-go. Do you think we'll see a WBC bump from any of the people that you got to watch down there, Jack? Man, I hope so. And I think that the national recognition of Tim Anderson is 
long overdue. I think that he's got it in spurts, but now I think people will will tune into White Sox games to watch Tim Anderson. He has that national appeal, and I know that you had Joe Buck on, I think, last year, maybe two years ago, and he said in regards to Tim Anderson after the Field of Dreams game, like, this guy has face of baseball makeup. That yeah, he said that guy. He, he, he said that guy ought to be the face of baseball after TA's walk-off homer uh, in the corn game, as Tony LaRusso called it. Yeah, and and what about his WBC performance says? Now nah, maybe he shouldn't be the face of baseball, right? He's fun. He's exciting. He's willing to do other things to try and help his country win. He had never played second base in a professional setting, and all of a sudden, he's playing it on Fox. He's playing it in front of millions of people watching. Uh, and he's, you know, throwing off balance, and, and it looks awkward at times, but he doesn't care, man. That guy has so much fun doing this. I hope, as as somebody that did grow up a White Sox fan, that, that Yohan Moncada certainly receives this bump because <laughs> a good Yohan Moncada would unlock a new level of White Sox baseball. But, yeah, I, I think this bump is real, man, and I think that Javier Assad is the best example of that. I'm Team Assad. I saw him throw in Indianapolis last year for Iowa, and he was Aram Layton, one of my co-hosts on the Just Baseball show. We've talked about Assad because last year he was six, five or six pitches on any given night, and they're all like subdued, like no pitch is truly nasty. All of a sudden, he goes from 92 to 96 in two mm-hmm. inning relief rolls. So why can't he be a great reliever for the Chicago Cubs? So I think that's like the perfect guy to get this bump. But I think Tim Anderson, you see a notoriety bump. Hopefully, Yoan Moncada, you see a performance bump. Eloy Jimenez, maybe you see a confidence bump, and hopefully it's a health bump, you know, yeah. that type of thing. I, I think everybody is going to benefit from participating in this. Yeah, I, I, I certainly hope so. Talked about Assad in the first segment today. Keegan Thompson having velocity issues. Maybe Assad is the guy who just kind of slides into that multi-inning reliever role if um, if Thompson is is deemed not quite ready to be to be trusted in bulk um, at this moment. But but we'll see. Lots of stuff to play out. It's hit and run with me, Matt Spiegel. Last thing for you, Jack. Uh, uh, tell me a couple players that you're really excited to see young players around the game. Uh, as you mentioned, RM, you guys like cover the prospects and know the prospects so well, and you getting to see so many of these guys at AAA. Give us some young players that are going to kind of light our screens on fire in the next few months. Yeah, well, former Cub Taylor Davis and I are hosting a, a new podcast on the Just Baseball Network, and we just had Gunnar Henderson on last week, and, and Gunnar is as level-headed as you could possibly find a guy, and I think that that guy is due for an absolutely insane breakout. Corbin Carroll with the Arizona Diamondbacks is about as flawless a prospect as you will find. He is 30 stolen base threat with, with 20 homers, and he is the, the best-looking triple just running home to third, as yeah. you will find game. And then Jordan Walker is, is now on the Cardinals opening day roster, and unfortunately oh that's a guy that's going to give Cubs fans nightmares for the next six years plus. Uh, and Jordan Walker, I, I think, is – probably the best power hitting prospect in baseball right now. I think that's a guy that much like Eloy Jimenez can plug in and hit 30 home runs as a rookie for the Cardinals this year. Jordan Walker is 20 years old, is going to skip triple a completely, which is much more common these days that if like a guy seems ready, because uh, a lot of times, as you know, Jack, and I've talked about the pitching competition at double a can be very valuable. Why is this more of a thing these days that, that people are just skipping AAA? You know, I, I think you're seeing it from a lot of teams that just want to win right now. And, and there's mm-hmm. no point in, 
you know, waiting for these guys to get seasoned. Like, think about the two prime examples last year that, that skipped triple entirely. They both came from the same team that was near the top of the NL East in Michael Harris and Vaughn Grissom with the Atlanta Braves. So, right. I mean, Harris, like, he just seemed ready. And, and it's not like he was going to learn to walk more in AAA. It's not like he was going to, you know, see harder fastballs in AAA. AAA just has more experienced pitchers that, that can put the ball wherever they want. You may see the best stuff in double because that's typically like the prospect spot, quote unquote. So I, I think guys like that, where you don't think the game is going to change that much for them and you want them to help you win. I think those are the type of guys that you're going to see make that jump. And selfishly, I'm pissed about it. I want to see these guys in triple A. <laughs> but you know, it's bigger than you, Jack. It's bigger yeah, than yeah. you. You know, like I, like I I've said to so many, yeah, like I've said to so many who were grumpy about the World Baseball Classic. You know, it, 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 that's adorable, but it's not about you. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's about it's the, about the game. It's about the overall health of the thing. And if fans get to see a 20 year old Jordan Walker, so it goes. All right, man. Thank you so much, folks. Listen to all the Just Baseball podcasts, but not when you should be listening to 670 The Score. That's the best I can do. You know. Fair. Thank you, Matt. Okay. All right, buddy. Thanks. As Jack McMullen right there on 670 to score. Trey Mancini of the Cubs scheduled to join us in about 20 minutes. Um, let's touch on Jordan Walker and a couple other of the things that are going to be, uh, be, be really, really interesting in the Cubs division and the White Sox division as opening day looms for Thursday. It's the score. It's hit and run. Hit and run with Matt. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. Oh, was, <laughs> you don't know what to say. It's just one of those things where it's, it's my first time doing it. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it's crazy. Uh, you just don't know what to say. Uh, something you, you hope for. Uh, but Tommy kind of caught me off guard. He, he goes, yeah, I need to talk to you from scheduling stuff. And then I walked into Rossi's office. So he, he did a good job kind of uh, surprised me with it a little bit, I guess. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's Hayden Wesneski, the fifth starter for the Cubs on being named the fifth starter 
for the Chicago Cubs. It's hit and run. Matt Spiegel here with you on 670. The score going to talk to Trey Mancini at the top of the hour. Or actually, no, we'll talk to Trey Mancini less than that, 15 minutes from now, um, theoretically. We'll see. But anyway, um, here are David Ross and Tommy Hadovy talking about Hayden Wesneski being named that fifth starter. Well, one is performance, but um, just I think just piggybacking on last year and building up and, you know, seems to be right where he left off. I mean, throwing the ball really well, uh, touched 97 uh, the other day, so the arm strength's there. Um, executing pitches, I mean, he's had a really, really nice spring, so um, he's earned it. Work ethic, what he's done to put himself in this position to not only, one, go out and, and continue the success he had, but also handle what's expected of him from a workload perspective, from a team's perspective. And I think he's lived up to all the things that we kind of hoped he would be and put on, on his plate. And it's, um, it's been fun to see him continue to grow. He knows there's still a lot that he wants to accomplish and he wants to keep working on. This is kind of that first step for him, but, but it's, he's definitely put himself in a really good position with what he's done this off season. And then again, here in spring training. You know, we've talked a lot about Hayden Wisniewski here in March. Had Daniel Moskos, the Cubs assistant pitching coach, on the show, uh, our first one a few weeks back, and that was really terrific stuff on Wesneski and more. And he's just, he's really exciting because of the swing and miss possibility of the stuff, but also the work ethic like Hadavi talked about right there, the makeup um, that Ross talked about right there, and just kind of all of the different factors we've heard about. The other day on Parkinson Spiegel, we had Sahadav Sharma on, and I asked him if it was on the table, if it was a possibility that by midseason, we're talking about Hayden Wesneski as the best starting pitcher on the Cubs. Like, is it possible that... Obviously, Jamison Tyone is a is an incredibly solid acquisition. Marcus Stroman is the deserved opening day starter. Justin Steele is somebody that, that people are very, very excited about. Having an interesting spring because his velocity is down a little bit, but nobody seems to be too worried about it because he doesn't just get you with velocity. He gets you with pitch mix. He gets you uh, with sequencing. And, and, and really, it's, it's the pitch mix and the different looks and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, so, so th there's that. And then, you know, uh, and then there's Drew Smiley, who's very, very solid and was on Inside the Clubhouse yesterday. But Wesneski as the five is incredibly appetizing and somebody that you can dream about because the swing and miss stuff is there. And so you wonder, how the hell did they get him for Scott Efros, who then got hurt? But it's it's just it's one of those it's, you you hope that you're looking back on this as one of those that's amazing it's Efros really friend of the show Scott Efros Indiana University uh, product hope he has a uh, a healthy recovery in New York as a member of the Yankees so look opening day on Thursday means that we know every starting pitcher because they were forced to announce it and lock it in stone on Friday by MLB. What an incredibly obvious and intuitive and sensible, way overdue decision by MLB. By the way, Cub Spring Training Conversation on the Score is sponsored by Sloan, official water efficiency partner of the Chicago Cubs. But my, my goodness, the fact that it took this long to divorce ourselves of the of the tradition of of Cincinnati going first 
I, I don't even remember. Nobody loves stupid baseball traditions more than me. I adore stupid baseball traditions. I really do. But I, I can't even tell you why Cincinnati was first. I mean, did the red legs? It's because that was the first, the first organization in the 1880s, probably. I should know the answer to this, but I'm not in Cincinnati. Ask a Brenneman, you know? I'm sure Tom's available. Marty is the one I want to talk to. And Marty is the one I will be talking to at some point during the year because I'm launching a, a podcast. Remind me next hour, um, Sean Sears, remind me to tell our listeners about the podcast I'm launching. I'm very excited about it. Uh, going to be coming from Odyssey and Major League Baseball working together. I'm very, very excited about this. It's not Beat the Streak. It's a different thing. Um, BTS, it's not BTS Daily. Not doing that this year. But I've got a different one that I'm very, very excited about. So we'll talk about it. But finally, here we are, and we can look at the pitching matchups. Max Scherzer versus Sandy Alcantara for the Mets and the Marlins at 3 o'clock on Thursday. There's going to be games all day long. Logan Webb and Garrett Cole starting at noon for the Yankees and the Giants. Aaron Nola and Jacob deGrom for his new team, the Rangers, down in Texas. Luis Castillo. Now that the trade is is finalized, Castillo, the anointed ace of the Seattle Mariners, goodness, against Shane Bieber and the Guardians. That's a late night game. That's like a 9-10 local time game. I, I mean, the matchups are, are just incredible. Obviously, Dylan Cease and Framber Valdez at 6.08 p.m. in Houston. That's how the White Sox get going. After three straight opening day starts by Lucas Giolito, it's Dylan Cease. We know about Corbin Burns and Marcus Stroman right here on the score. There's so many interesting ones. For the Twins, it's Pablo Lopez, the new acquisition they got from the Marlins, going against Zach Greinke and the Royals at 310. I mean, everywhere you look, it's going to be interesting, compelling matchups, as opening day is supposed to be. And this time, they're all going to be slammed together in the same time frame. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Big-time roster decisions coming for the White Sox and for the Cubs. Waiting on some of those, frankly, I thought that some would be made during the show. And it is entirely possible that some of those still will happen within the show. Leori Garcia, I don't believe, is going to make the White Sox. We'll see what happens there, but I'll be very surprised if Leori Garcia is on the final White Sox roster. Pedro Grifol probably waiting to talk to Leori about that directly before any official news comes out on that. And in terms of the Cubs, we'll, we'll be learning in the next couple of days. And then, and then the teams are here, and the games are here. Shane Reardon is taking batting practice at Wrigley Field tomorrow, along with several members of the uh, the media, the baseball media. I think I got to go by and watch that and heckle. I think I think that's what I what I should do. I mean, so I start the hour jealous of my nephew Jack McMullen for being at the World Baseball Classic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna round the hour into form here, being jealous about Shane Reardon taking batting practice at Wrigley. This is no way to live. This is no way to live, people. 
so I won't. He was saying he thinks he can hit a home run at Wrigley Field. He thinks he's going to hit one out of the park at this bat. I know. I don't believe that is the case. Maybe with um, a Louisville Slugger metal bat. <laughs> God. And, and as we talk about opening day and the Cubs home opener, I'm, I'm thinking of my dear friend Lynn Bramer, and I will be thinking of him even more because, because the, the Wrigley opener has been about Lynn as much as it has been about baseball and the Cubs for me. Certainly since I started once again at the score full-time in 2009. I mean, Lynn and XRT doing their opening day broadcasts. And if anybody doesn't know, my band Tributosaurus was the house band for Lynn for several, several years. I, I was the only guy that I, that I know who ever did the double. It, it's, if anybody else out there knows anyone who's ever done that, you do one radio show on an FM station followed by another radio show on the AM station, both baseball-based, walking down the street from one bar to the other. Did that like six or seven times. And it's going to be awkward not having Lynn and not being able to talk to him on Thursday for opening day. But, uh, but life and time marches on with relentless fervor. Very excited to talk to our next guest, um, the white, excuse me, the Cubs right fielder, first base, and DH, the former Baltimore Oriole, the cancer survivor, Trey Mancini, scheduled to join us next on Hit and Run. We will step aside, come back, hopefully talk to Trey Mancini. Next hour, you'll hear about Paul Konerko, number four on my 30 favorite ball players of the last 30 seasons. You'll hear a snippet of Nico Horner from earlier in the week on Parkins and Spiegel, and we'll continue to take your calls at 312-644. Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 67-67. It is hit and run on the score. 1-0. That's drill. Deep left field. Trey Mancini. Bye-bye. Well, this ball, middle in, and Trey Mancini, he puts the barrel in exactly the right spot. A no-doubter. He knew it off the bat. The left fielder knew it. Big number. That one hit well to center field. Going back on it is Miles Straw. Looking up, and that ball is gone. Trey Mancini does it again. All he does is hit homer. That's it. The one, two. Fair ball and picked by Mancini. Off of the bench for Gurriel, and Trey Mancini keeps the Astros in front. The Cubs were a team the whole time that we thought would be a great fit for me. Um, you know, I have a lot of Midwest roots um, and, and went to college nearby. And, um, you know, in the team, too, it's, it just seemed like a great fit. Pretty good pickup. <laughs> I would say so. My goodness. Trey's going to have a long way to go here and a tough chance. Trey to with the Trey. play. Great play by Trey. Throws that big old glove out there and snatches that out. Yeah, you're bigger than I thought you were. Have, you, have people dropped it on you? Yeah, a lot of people have actually, but you know, I was a first baseman my whole life, and normally when you're when um, you're growing up, you're the biggest kid on the yeah. team. You're stuck at first, so that's how I, end, I ended up there. <laughs> and a big ovation now from this crowd for Trey Mancini. In the air to right. Low doesn't see it. Low lost the ball. Trey's going to go to third. Trey's going to be waved home. Here comes Mancini. He Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. It is hit and run, Sunday mornings on The Score. It is me, Matt Spiegel, and this is Trey Mancini, the brand-new Chicago Cub. Well, not brand-new, really. Dude has 16 hits already in spring training. And he joins us right now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Trey, thanks for the time this morning. How are you? Yeah, of course. Uh, Doing well. How about you? Oh, man, I'm great. I've been looking forward to meeting you and getting to say hello. Didn't make it out to Mesa this year, but we'll say hello when we get uh, when we get to Wrigley. Welcome. Uh, welcome to Cubdom and, and congrats on uh, on the 16 hits. I mean, you're the hit king for the Cubs in spring training. What do you get for that? Is there is there a trophy? Is there a plaque? Are you aware of anything? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure if there's any. Uh, uh, yeah. Team Cactus League awards, um, but uh, no. And, and uh, no, in all seriousness, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just loving my time with the team so far. Um, you know, the, the guys are awesome. The coaches are incredible. It's been such a good fit, and I'm, I'm really excited to get it going this year. You know, I, I, I love the sport so much, as, as you obviously do, Trey, and the culture that it promotes. I always think of the, the it's hard. It's supposed to be hard. It's the line from League of Your League of Their Own. If it was easy, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great, you know? So it's like, yeah. it's right? It's so difficult. So that means you guys are all talking to each other, trying to get better. Like, even you, people think of you as some old vet or whatever, but you're trying to get better like everybody else in this very difficult game, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's such a hard sport, possibly the hardest sport in the world. I mean, um, you know, and there's so much failure that goes into the game. There's so much trials during the year. And, and um, you know, you need your teammates to lean on because they're the ones that really know what you're going through and, and you know, what it's like to play on a, on a daily basis. It's, it's a lot of games. So you've got to have good camaraderie and, and good people around you to, uh, you know, to make every day great. 
have there been moments where you've had a conversation with a young cub here at camp that they seemed to have found helpful so far? Yeah, so I always try to be open um, with those guys, you know, especially earlier in camp when they're all there. Um, you know, Mervis is a guy with a similar, um, you know, kind of profile to me and, and reminds me of myself a lot at his age. So, um, you know, I always try to talk with him. Um, Pete Crow Armstrong, I, I um, talk to a really good amount, too. I, I, I really like him and, um, you know, the way he goes about the game. And, and, you know, there's a lot of others who I, you know, always tried to uh, – give advice to if they, you know, wanted it. You know, so so those are two guys that they kind of light Cubs fans' imaginations on fire. What did you like about, about Pete Crow Armstrong in terms of makeup and, and as a guy who thinks about the game? Yeah, I didn't really realize how um, young he is, I guess, till, uh, till I got here. Um, you know, I knew... I knew that he he's had some success so far in his career, but I didn't know he's as young as he is. And he, um, you know, kind of carries himself and acts, you know, older than he is. And, and that impressed me. So, um, you know, he's a really good player and, and he's going to be an exciting player once he hits the majors. You know, I always think about Mike Yastrzemski when I think about you, because you guys were you guys were tight coming up in Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah, he's one of my best friends, actually. Um, got drafted together back in 2013. Yeah, and then there was a moment when he eventually made the bigs. He homered over your head, I remember, right? I, I, I think you Right? I You were playing left field. So and, was, and Mike, yeah. yeah. It, no, no, so I was at first base. I was oh, at okay. first base, um, but, it, you know, the ball did technically go over my head. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it was his... It was his first major league homer, which is kind of crazy because, you know, he's playing for the Giants. I'm on the Orioles. We don't play each other very much. So it was pretty cool. I got to be there for that. But um, when he was rounding first, we both kind of like, you know, we made eye contact and we're smirking, trying not to smile. And it was uh, it was a pretty cool moment. Um, you know, I didn't want to like obviously act too happy or anything like that. But inside I was, you know, I was thrilled. Yes grinded it out for years in the minors and and finally got an opportunity with san francisco and and um you know look at him now it, it's just so happy it makes me so happy to see all the success he's had in his career it's really cool i just had to mention that as, as the son of a of a red sox fan who fell in love with them in 1941 you know it's like my whole my whole family is, was following mike yaz and just that day was was very memorable um, so lo- love that, that, that you guys have, have that relationship. Um, hey, how much first base are you going to play? Do you know, Trey? Um, you know, some, uh, no, I'm not exactly <laughs> positive. I'm moving around, um, a lot and that's what I'm used to. You know, that's what I've done my whole career. So, um, wherever they want me, I'm there. I, uh, you know, that's, that's my mentality. I, I, you know, I love being in the lineup and I don't really care where. Here's how I know that you can you can play first base. That play you made on Schwarber, dude, in the World Series. It was that I think it was the first time you had played defense in like a month or something like that. Yeah, it was. I uh, yes, I'm very happy I caught that ball. But uh, you know, I uh, yeah, I got thrown into the fire there. Yuli unfortunately went down in that in the pickle he was in um, the rundown, and um, yeah, I had to come in. Um, you know, kind of cold turkey, but. Um, but you got to be ready for that spot. And, yeah. and luckily I, luckily I was, um, but it was a, a really cool moment to look back on and, and, um, you know, just so thankful I, I could contribute and, and help us win. So a couple of months of dusty Baker, 
and now a couple of months of David Ross, right? What what mm-hmm. what what, do you, what do you what have you learned about managers um, as, as you watch? I mean, there's t- two very different guys, so take it anywhere you want. Like, it, 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 it give give me something that that they do that that you had not necessarily seen before that that makes some sense. Well, they're both just like baseball guys to their core. I've been lucky enough to where every manager I've had is like that, though. Um, you know, I've I've loved all four managers I've gotten to play for between Showalter, Hyde. Dusty and and Rossi now, um, you know I I they're they're all a little bit different but all kind of similar in a lot of ways. You know they, um, I, I'd say are all like pl- players managers, but you know they they expect a lot from their players and and that's to play hard and and play for the guy next to you. And if you do that, then then you know they're going to be big fans of you. And and um, you know that's the way I try to go about my business. So it's been really fun to play for all these guys. It's interesting thinking about Dusty and Rossi being similar when you think of them as, you know, uh, the massively different age gap and, and everything like that. But, you know, Ross has that thing where he can hold people accountable, but he's still likable. Right. It's yeah, like, yeah, I mean, he does such. Yeah, he does such a, uh, an incredible job. I mean, like you said, he expects a lot out of the guys and, and um, you know, he's so big on everybody really being a unit, um, you know, just. Mm-hmm. You know, trusting the guy in front of you, trusting the guy behind you to get the job done. And, um, you know, he, he expects a lot out of his players, but at the same time, he's always so approachable. Um, somebody you can always go and talk to. And, and um, you know, sometimes that can be two tough things to balance, but he does such a great job at it. The Trey Mancini of the Cubs here with us uh, on Hit and Run with me, Matt Spiegel. Just a couple more th- things, Trey. Really appreciate the time. The, the How do the dimensions of a ballpark affect hitters at the plate you know like what they did to you they did you so dirty at camden yards man oh my god it's just so like how does it not get in your head or does it not get in your head when you realize that it's more difficult to hit bombs yeah i mean ideally it doesn't get in your head but at the same time um when a change that drastic's made it's hard not to um you know and it can be frustrating the the first few balls you hit in that area that would have been a homer and it's not, you know, it's kind of tough to swallow, but, um, you know, that's, that's the dimensions of the field. So you got to live with it and, and, um, you know, know that that's the reality. So I didn't love it last year, but, um, and I, I let that be known, but at the same time, um, you know, it, it was what it was. And, and it definitely, I think helped the, our pitching staff out there a lot last year. Um, and probably, yeah. you know, turn in a couple extra wins. So if that's the case and, and it helps the team, then then it was a good move. But, uh, oh my- but yeah, it was, a, it was a tough adjustment at first, especially for, for me and Mountcastle. We, we didn't love it. Yeah, well, when do you get your first taste of Windy Wrigley when it's blowing out? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, right? it, what, what that's going to do to the mindset is, is the inverse. And then, and then the last thing, do I need to seek out um, – the Mancini brand peppers, onions, hot sauces, like, it, 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 is it, is it actually good? I know your great grandfather founded it, but like, I, I'm an, I'm an old school, like, I, 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 I really, I need to find out whether I should actually chase this, this family business and family brand down. Yeah, so, honestly. You absolutely should. It's, um, you know, it's such a good product and I'm not just saying that cause it's my, my family's business. Um, you know, it's not, extremely well known but um it's been in existence for over 100 years and um the peppers onions 
you know, long hots. Everything they make is so good. You can put them on sandwiches. I have them with, like, pasta a lot whenever I eat pasta. Um, they're very yes. dynamic. You can have them with, with a ton of different meals. Um, you know, it's it's not just one certain meal that you can have it with. So uh, I, okay. I strongly encourage you and, and anybody listening to try them out. All right, I'm on it. I'm on it. I will give a review when I, when I see you at Wrigley. Trey Mancini, <laughs> right, thanks so do. much, man. All right, I will. I will. I will. Appreciate the time, Trey. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thanks, guys. You got it. That's Trey Mancini of the Cubs. All right, I'm all over it. Mancini Foods, a cannery founded in New Britain, Connecticut, 1922. Somebody's reading Wikipedia. Yeah, I was. Guilty as charged. It's Hit and Run. Matt Spiegel here with you on 670 The Score. Lots to come in our next hour, including your phone calls at 312-644-6767. You'll hear from Rick Hahn. You'll hear about Paul Konerko. You'll hear from Nico Horner. All that and much, much more come in our final hour of the show on The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.